0: All right, so today I have Hank McClarty on the line, and he is the CEO and founder over at Gratis Capital. Hank, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Adam. Great to be here.
0: All right, Hank, so excited to get into this with you and to talk more about what you're doing over at Gratis Capital and how you're helping your clients. Um, But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business?
1: Yeah, Adam. So we're uh Gratis Capital, we're doing great today, but there was definitely some humble humble beginnings. Um right out of college, I, I played middle linebacker at Auburn and uh graduated from there with a degree in finance and minor in accounting and um was fortunate enough to get a job at Merrill Lynch right out of college. And so I started off as the uh kind of cold cold call cowboy as you uh have heard that term before.
0: So I was <laughs> cold calling
1: all the time trying to build my business. And, um, actually I got really frustrated, um, because I wasn't doing very good at it. And, uh, I, I was actually considering quitting the the business and I cold called this guy one day and uh, he cussed me out on the phone worse than any football coach had ever cussed me out. I guess he had Ah. had one too many, one too many, uh, cold calls. And, um, so he cussed me up and down and I was on the verge of quitting. And so, um, I got so angry with the way he talked to me. I said, you know, I'm going to get in the car and go out and confront this guy. Like, nobody's going to talk to me this way. So I drove <laughs> oh, <man>. out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's
0: a true cold calling cowboy, Hank. Like literally yeah. go ahead. I can't. Yeah. great.
1: <laughs> with, with a middle linebacker attitude. Right. So, uh, so, so I drove out to this guy's office. Um, he came to the door and he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what can I do that? What can I help you with? And I'm like, well, I'm the, um, you know, he's dropping F-bombs at me the whole time yeah. on the phone. So I'm like, I'm yeah. the mother effer. You just told F-off and all this on the phone. I went, I kind of got in his face and I said, I want to see what I can do to earn your business. So um he said, oh my gosh, don't take it personally. I didn't know you guys call me all the time. Come on in. So I ended up going into his office and sitting down with him for at least a couple of hours. And we wow. hit it off and he ended up introducing me to the CEO. And uh, long story short, they were bringing in private equity money. I had to raise $10 million to get off of this training program at Merrill Lynch. They took in $10 million of private equity money. And over the next several months, as I got to know them, they invested the money with me and instantly I went from being behind on all my goals to, uh, to coming off of the program and, and graduating early. And I realized at that point, I'm like, if I could just be myself and be authentic and, and get out and, um, and work hard and get in front of these people, I think I can be successful in this business. In fact, I'm going to set a goal to make a million dollars by the time I'm 30, which, you know, I didn't come from a family with a lot of money and so forth. That was just a a big, huge goal for me at the time. So by the time I was 30, I was making a million dollars. I was a kind of a rising star at Merrill Lynch. I had a wife and two beautiful young boys. And then I transitioned my team over to Morgan Stanley. And when I got over to Morgan Stanley, I continued to have success. I was Ranked by Barrons as one of the top hundred advisors in the country, I was featured in a book called *The Winner Circle*, that was the um, top advisors, the top twenty advisors in the country. There was a chapter written about me, so I was doing really well. And I started to believe uh, all the hype and and drink the Hank Kool Aid, so to speak. And um, you know, my ego was getting a little inflated, and so I got asked to leave Morgan Stanley by another um, RIA family office, and they had already brought in two big teams, one in Boca Raton, Florida, and one in Little Rock, Arkansas. And they wanted me to come be the, the anchor team in their headquarters office in Atlanta. And they were saying all the right things to me to pump up my ego and all the money they were going to offer me to come over there. And so sure enough, I went into Morgan Stanley. I resigned and I got in my car to drive over to this office. And I called them and I said, I just resigned. I'm on my way over there. And they said, oh, well, wait a minute. We, uh, we thought you were resigning tomorrow. We're getting our next round of funding tomorrow and we want to be able to give you your check when you get over here. Long story short, those famous words, next round of funding never happened. And this was a who's who executives with this company. I didn't just, you know, jump into something, but they ended up going under. Um, All of my clients lost confidence in me at Morgan Stanley as a result of making that decision and my team. And so my team and my clients stayed at Morgan Stanley and all of a sudden the guy that was on the cover of Wall Street Magazine as the up and coming star in America and uh, all the the publicity and the marketing that was going on with that all of a sudden, I found myself living in a hotel. Um, my wife and I got divorced during that time period, and so it was me and my sons living in this hotel for fourteen months as I figured out what my next situation was going to be and it was um, It was a very humbling. Humbling fall um, from the top all the way down to about as low as you can go,
0: wow, what an amazing. Ooh. Story, jeez, um, from uh, from being number one to obviously, um, and we're going to get into what you've built now with Gratis Capital. Um, but before we do that, um, you know, there's some entrepreneurs out there listening to this right now, and they uh, they may not be on the up; they might be on the upside. For the ones that have you know have fallen and then built back up, like everybody's just like, oh, they're hearing this story, like, oh, I remember that happened to me. I remember some of those hard times. For those that are that are right now, maybe experiencing. Some of those hard times, and they're on the outs. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on really on that on, on pushing through?
1: Yeah, I would say that the you know the most important thing is that you have to believe in yourself because at times I was the only one that believed in me. Um, it, there was there was uh, there wasn't any more fanfare. There wasn't any more name up on the board as the top guy. There was no more any of the. Uh, The adoration or names and lights types of things that gives you that confidence that you need sometimes, you have to become uh, the person that you can rely on to depend on in in times like that. I think that's one thing. The other thing I would say is going through that process is the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me a significantly better father, a better person to work with, a better boss, a better friend um, because it humbled me. And I needed to be humbled. And um, I think the people that work at our firm now and the clients that we work with and the success that we've had is directly attributable to the unfortunate need for me to get a big (laughs) dose of humility. (laughs) So.
0: It's it's so crazy to me because I mean obviously I mean I do a ton of interviews I mean a thousand well over a thousand interviews now and I talk to many entrepreneurs from all different levels and I read I mean that's that's all I do is read um, and I love reading stories and it seems to me like all the greats out there I mean you look at somebody like a Henry Ford bankrupt multiple times before getting it right with his with the, with the Model T I mean yourself you know, going through these, like, being on top and then losing it all and now building back up. I mean, all these things, it almost seems like these these hardships there are there to teach us something and that, you know, if we can overcome them, um, there can be some better things on the other side, man. So I I love your story and really appreciate you sharing that, Hank. Um, So that being said, I do want to spend some time on what you're doing over at Gratis Capital. So first, uh, tell us a little bit more about the company and uh, and the type of clients you help.
1: Yeah. So just a real quick update on the name. So when I uh, was living in that hotel and trying to come up with a a strategy for how to get on the other side of this uh, nightmare that I was going through, um, I decided to start an RIA and I had no clients and um, I wanted to name the firm. And so I knew I did not want the name of the firm to have anything to do with Wall Street or money or my name. And so I spent a lot of time thinking this through, and I came up with the name gratis because it's the Latin word for grateful. And I wanted to build a culture uh, where you know, the primary values were humility, gratefulness for our clients, gratefulness for our team, and so forth. So we started the company focused exclusively on business owners and entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and we have different areas of clients today, but that's what most of our clients are business owners, entrepreneurs that have had a liquidity event. Um, that are looking for a quarterback looking for almost a, a family office situation. So I built the firm with a team of experts of uh, CPAs, uh, attorneys. Um, we have uh, almost everybody on our team is a certified financial planner. We manage all the investments internally, so we manage the stock portfolios. We manage the individual bonds, we manage our private real estate portfolios. And when any of our entrepreneurial or business clients has an issue, whether it's investment rate related, tax related, trust and estate related, or private real estate that they may own on their, on their own outside of the portfolio we manage, I have an expert on my team that is as sharp. I'd put them up against anybody in the industry with their area of expertise that is there to help them. And that is something that all comes as part of their relationship with our firm. So it is, you know, a lot of people say the overused word holistic relationship where, you know, you're you're ready and able to touch all points. I mean, we literally have a team of experts here to handle what we view as any need or issue that would come up with an ultra high net worth client.
0: So I know this is going to change, obviously, from client to client, where they're at in their life, where they're at in their stage of their business. But I know when you when you work with so closely with a niche such as business owners that over time, um, you know, certain themes tend to arise. What do you find are some of the common themes that you've seen in your career that arise in planning for business owners and financially and things that they should, you know, be thinking of?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Adam. I think the biggest theme is – Most people come to a wealth management firm thinking that they're going to get advice on which stocks and bonds and hedge funds and things of that nature they should be invested in and how much in each category. That is definitely something that we are experts in, but where we add a huge amount of value to the business owner as part of the themes you were talking about is these business owners have built a business and they've taken a great deal of risk personally to build most of them in building their business. Mm -hmm. So our job is to diversify that risk, not just in their investments, but diversify it with tax expertise, trust and estate expertise, and give them that peace of mind that all of the I's have been dotted, all the T's have been crossed with a very cumbersome project area with respect to tax trust and estate and investment so when you can pull all of that together and very few people in our business have the expertise to be able to do that when you can pull all that together and give the client the peace of mind that it's all been taken care of and they don't have to worry about it they can either focus on what their goals were with selling the company to begin with or still focus on their company if they've had a partial liquidity event but they've got a team of experts that is there to handle all of the personal issues with their wealth That is a commonly used term, but it's not commonly actually executed correctly. So the biggest theme I see with these clients and why we rarely lose clients and why our business has grown so fast is we're exceptionally good at it. Man, that's awesome.
0: So, Hank, um, if somebody is listening to this and they do want to follow up and they want to learn more about uh, Gratis Capital, um, first off, what's the right type of client for you um, that's that's typically a good fit, number one? And number two, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Yeah, so uh, ideal client for us is really anyone that's had a liquidity event, either through retirement or you know selling a business or part of a business. Maybe they've inherited money. I mean, we have a very um, a very diverse group on our team that can handle pretty much any situation where somebody's had some type of liquidity event, or if their investments they're not happy with the service and the uh, performance that they're having in whatever situation they're invested in. But our clients range on the low end uh 2 million and our largest client is up in the, the 500 million and then our wheelhouse is kind of in that 5 to 50 million range that's where most of our clients kind of fall into that range so um, but we have a very talented team that could take care of pretty much any situation over 2 million in liquid assets and the best way to get in touch with me and my firm is um at gratuscapital.com and that's g r a t u s capital.com Fantastic.
0: Well, hey, Hank, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and share more about your story. Truly inspiring. Um, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Um, If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you you are watching this on the YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips, give us a subscribe and also uh, let us know what you thought. Leave us some comments on that video in the video section. Um, I'd love to to connect with you and engage there. And Hank, thanks again for coming
1: on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Thanks for having me.